content discussed on this show is not necessarily the opinion of the cast of Spiritually Raw. And topics quite often are for mature audiences only. So, if you happen to have your 13-year-old listening in... everybody and welcome to the Q Corner. We're so excited to be here today and there's so much stuff going on in the world today and Sean Morgan is going to tell us all about it, help us try to make sense of all this insaneness that's going on. And uh, I just want to take a quick moment and thank everybody for tuning in and let everyone know how grateful we are. There are tons of choices out there in the YouTube world. And the fact that you're taking the time to watch our show, share our show, like our show, we're so very grateful. And um, a lot of you are also connecting with us on our Facebook group page and uh, also on Patreon. And uh, everybody's just really having a great time connecting, meaning like-minded, spiritually like-minded people, truth um, uh, truth-seeking like-minded people. And it's just a really great community. We're so grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, it is good times. And, you know, the uh, gentleman that you're looking at right now with the cool t-shirt on, we're going to be talking to him in just a second. Let me give you a little bio about him. Let's go right into this for you. Um, his name is Sean Morgan. He's an expert on all things QAnon as his representation in this t-shirt there, as you can see. He's an independent journalist and author of QAnon for Beginners and co-author of Patreon Riches. And you can find Sean at QAnonFAQ.com and also his YouTube channel for those of you who'd like to subscribe to him and check out what he's got because he's got some really super cool stuff going on there. YouTube.com forward slash Sean Morgan. And Sean, I'll let you there, plug that. I think there's a C. There's a C there? So, yeah. so a C Try forward slash Sean Morgan. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Sean Morgan and Sean will help us correct that and we'll also have a link on here so don't worry about any of that and let's dive right in everybody so Sean welcome brother how are you thank you it's good to see you guys it's good it's good to see you too so let's get right into this I mean real-time stuff going on the real story behind the riots you know we want to talk about um you know first we had COVID-19 and you know there was this whole thing with okay well um we got to socially distance. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I think it's, I don't have a long to spin. seems like an eternity now, but like a week later or whatever. Um, now we got another thing going on, the riots. And it seems like social distancing rules no longer apply. Can you help us understand what's going on from how you're seeing it? Right. I mean, I know that today's topic isn't COVID-19, but isn't it interesting that uh, the timing for, for COVID-19 was so perfect that uh, this was released right before Chinese New Year, which is the largest human migration on the planet. So it's for maximum spread. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was the origin of COVID-19 was near the only level four bio lab in China. And uh, the articles of impeachment were actually held until there was the first COVID-19 case in the United States. And uh, there's been coordinated effort from all mainstream media to drum up fear and panic. And, uh, and so yeah, we don't even call it a pandemic anymore in our truther community. We call it a plandemic because it seems so perfectly planned. And uh, and then when that type of coordinated fear-mongering started to lose steam, then all of a sudden we have a very planned and coordinated uh, riots in the United States and protests abroad as well from a very specific event with a black American named George Floyd who um, 
from from the video that's out there, uh, this this police officer seems to be putting his his knee on his neck, which is not an approved. This is not an approved way of restraining a uh, person that you're accosting. Or uh, this is. I was a social worker, so I had training every single year on how to do restraints uh, because I worked with adjudicated youth, juvenile uh, delinquents would be another way to put it. People who were um, in my care, in the care of the state. And so I had to know, because some of them were violent, I had to know how to restrain them. So of course, in all of my training, we learn how to not endanger the, the, the health mm-hmm. of the person we're restraining. So putting a knee on the neck was absolutely police brutality. This is a vicious, horrible thing that should have never, ever happened. And it's only part of the story is being told. Um, George Floyd and the officer, Derek Chauvin, they worked together for a year. They were co-workers at, at a bar. At a security I mean, firm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't hear about that. That wasn't yeah. out there. Uh, you know, you also didn't hear that uh, George Floyd was a porn star. You didn't hear that he did armed robbery in the past. Uh, you know, you, you don't hear a lot of the things. Someone told me that he, he has a twin brother. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I just heard his family have to, got have to $5 verify. million dollars too. What? Yeah, the family, they've already raised $5 million. Oh, I, thought so like it was 30, I thought it was $30 million. So yeah, you know, we always Whoa. have to go. Well, you got to always verify all, all these ago. things. Yeah, yeah, all these claims that we're making, like go do your due diligence, get the exact figures. But yeah, GoFundMe, they've, they've been able to raise millions. In fact, GoFundMe, the company GoFundMe has donated half a million dollars to, the, to bail out the rioters. Mm-mm. So what happened wow. when this video went viral? Mm-hmm. There was like a coordinated media effort to get people all in a stink about this, to make it a, a racism narrative. And, and then people were protesting and, and some of them were, you know, that's what we have the right to do in America. We have the right to go into the streets and to peaceably, peaceably assemble. That's the constitutional right. However, there are some people, and I will say they're usually actually white people, um, but, you know, the white and black people, who were doing violent rioting, looting stores, um, in some cases shooting people with guns, uh, lighting cop cars on fire. And this has spread from, and there was a stand-down order. So the, the governor of Minnesota, the attorney general of the state of Minnesota, the, you know, uh, mayor of Minneapolis, all of these authorities who are Democrats did a stand down order so that the rioters and looters could just do whatever they wanted to do. Can I ask and you so, right, right there? Because that's like already making your blood boil when you hear that. Yes. How is that allowed? How is that possible? Yeah. How is that allowed? That's a good question. So the people who are in charge of our country the people who are in charge of the laws um, are the ones breaking the laws. So mm-hmm. it's, it's confusing, right? So the people who should be the ones setting the rules and enforcing the rules are the ones that are turning everything upside down. Now, luckily, not everyone in government is bad. So you have people who are above uh, the governor, like President Trump, who are saying, hey, if you don't keep, if you're not capable of, of handling this situation of rioting, then I will forcibly have the military involved, like the National yeah, Guard. Like you got to control your own house. Yeah. Right. So there, there's there's the uh, Insurrection Act. 
um, I think it's 1807 Insurrection Act, I'm not sure. Uh, but this is something that Q has actually pointed out. And a lot of the things that I'm saying are things that I learned from Q on the board. So if you want to learn what Q is posting, just go to qmap.pub. That's my favorite place to get the Q posts. Uh, but Q has brought up this idea of the Insurrection Act, which enables a president without having to ask permission from a governor or anything like that to just go in with the military and handle an insurrection. And that's what we're experiencing. We are actually experiencing a communist, violent communist revolution in our country right now. But mm. people are not calling that that because the media is calling it peaceful. They're I want to kind of just have you pause there for a second. I want to get back with this. So uh, we are going we are going through from what you've read and your what you see right now. We're actually going through the revolution right now. Are we going to like a civil war of sorts? So um, I believe the people who are funding this are not even American. Uh, so I don't think it's a, it's a civil war because it's not organically coming from uh, leaders who are inside the United States. So it's a, you could call it a civil war because there, there's, there are certain senses. It, it is a war. It is in one country. Uh, but the fact that Antifa is actually an international organization to me, that's an important thing to highlight. Mm. And, and it's very clear. President Trump wanted to be very clear. He wasn't saying Antifa is a domestic terrorist organization because uh, that would limit his ability to uh, really establish the legal precedent for holding these people accountable as terrorists, not as domestic uh, American terrorists, but actually like enemy combatants, possibly using military tribunals and so forth to... to uh, now that's... I didn't realize that. What's that? I didn't realize that Antifa was not domestic. I thought that it was. That it, that you, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I just, that's something uh, we're all a, learning. It's an international that. organization. Antifa stands for anti-fascist, which is very ironic. And something that Q has pointed out is that they have the exact same flag as the Nazis had in 1933 mm -hmm. um, or, or the 1930s when the Nazis were started. They have the same exact name and flag. And then the Nazis turned into the most fascist organization in the history of humanity. Mm -hmm. So that's the same thing with Antifa. They claim to be anti-fascist, but they wear all black and they're creating anarchy through violence, violence against minorities where, and minority businesses. Where, where were they established? Good question. I don't know too much about the origin of Antifa, but uh, I do know there's one journalist, an American journalist, Andy NGO. He has a Vietnamese descent, so I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but uh, you can just Google Andy NGO. He has covered Antifa. He was actually brutally injured by Antifa. Someone from Antifa threw a milkshake, which actually didn't have milkshake in it. It was quick dry cement and it hit his mm. That's head. Disgusting. He, he sustained brain injury from this is the ty type of tactic they, that they use is to make it seem like it's not uh, you know, a real weapon that could kill someone. But mm -hmm. when you throw a quick, quick, dry cement at someone's head, I mean, that's attempted murder. That's not mm -hmm. just a milkshake. Sean, I want to ask you this uh, before we move on to the next part of this all. Um, so with you referenced about the, the business owners, the minority business owners, small business owners. I mean, they're just getting, I mean, they're just having this whole havoc created in their lives right now because of this, right? So all of a sudden, 
no social distancing rules seem to apply. So right. going fast forward a little bit, let's say once this is whatever is, is somewhat contained and moving forward, do you, do you think there's going to be something else that pops up or are we going to, or is everything just going to be like, a, like the business owner should be able to at every right by now. I don't think anybody can dispute that they shouldn't have to deal with social distancing rules ever again. If this is being allowed, I mean, you know, so you would think not, but you know what? The deep state is at the end of their rope. They have, they don't have a lot of more ammunition or assets at their disposal to battle against uh, the white hats. And so uh, Q, Q talks about the black hats and the white hats. The black hats are the bad actors, the deep state, the white hats are the good guys, the U S military, the executive branch, Donald Trump. Uh, And so, um, the media is bought off and controlled by the deep state. So that's why the media was pushing, wear a mask, stay inside, don't, don't hug your children and your grandparents, and don't let your kids play with other kids, and all these things that take away our humanity and keep us in fear, the murder hornets headlines and all this stuff. The media just fear monger, fear monger, fear monger, except when the people want to do a demonstration, uh, the the activists who are going out there and saying, hey, we want to open up our businesses. And they painted those people in a very negative light. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the rioters started torching police stations, police cars, burning down uh, minority owned businesses, then they start calling these rioters protesters. They start glorifying them. Hollywood has actually a lot of Hollywood actors and musicians like Justin Timberlake, Steve Carell, Seth Rogen, all these guys are bailing out. They're taking their money and they're bailing out the rioters when they go to jail so that they can come out and continue to do more damage, burn down more buildings and hurt more people. So these organizations, the media and Hollywood, now they're the good thing now that Antifa is going to be designated as a terrorist organization, now they're on, they're legally liable. They can't fund a terrorist organization. That makes them so has legally it, liable. Is it confirmed now that they are a terrorist organization no. or is it still in the works? And if it is, still in the how works long will it take? Far. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, these things can happen very quickly, like uh, an executive order can be issued and then it's immediately law. Uh, so, but I, I did not see any, um, any executive order on that yet. So uh, I'll keep you guys apprised. I don't know. Yeah. It, this is the kind of thing it takes days, not weeks or months to, to get it to become law. Uh, but to answer your question, Jay, I think the mainstream media will actually try to keep on pushing uh, the stay at home the wear a mask, the second wave of COVID-19 and, and all of this stuff because they don't have anything else. The Obamagate trials are going on now. They need mm-hmm. to distract people any way possible from looking at the crimes of the deep state. So they're going to do that through the rioting, through the racism narrative, uh, th- through COVID-19, through murder hornets, anything they can do. And then uh, they're going to end up saying something like, oh, the riots, people being so much together that caused another wave of COVID or whatever, something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, they can use any excuse. But any- you know what? People's, people are going through something called cognitive dissonance. And that's where they had an idea in their mind that was planted there, like perhaps uh, that, uh, um, you know, the going out to protest is is not caring because you could spread the COVID-19 and kill old people. So that's what the, the mainstream media planted in people's minds 
when the Patriots were going out and protesting. But then the mainstream media said the opposite when the, the anarchists were rioting. So then the person who's listening to the news is experiencing two opposite beliefs at the same time, and it's not computing. They're just like, their head's exploding right now mm -hmm. because it doesn't make any sense. And so that's when people actually wake up. There's a certain percentage of people who will never wake up no matter how much uh, information they come to. But those people who are experiencing that cognitive dissonance, it's uncomfortable, but that is the process of waking up. That's a problem. So like, let me, let me quick, yeah. real quick though, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, are they one of the same but name, but, but, but have a different cloak? Yeah, so they're separate organizations that are funded by the same person, George Soros. Um, so George Soros is a billionaire. He made billions of dollars through currency manipulation and so forth. And he has an organization called the Open Society Institute. And this, this nonprofit organization, he funnels millions and billions of dollars into lots of different places. For example, in the United States, he has given at least $33 million to Black Lives Matter. And you know that's not just free money. That's not just like, hey, take this money and do whatever you see fit. This is no, like setting up the whole operation, right? This is like a military operation. Here's mm. the money. Now do the training, you know, do, do, get, get the recruits. All of those things. It's like it's like the mafia. It's it's like mm. uh, that kind of an, an operation. So he is funding both Black Lives Matters and Antifa. And Antifa's you know doesn't have a lot of black people necessarily in in the group. But Black Lives Matters is supposed to be a started and led by black people, of course. And uh, there are people who started Black Lives Matter that dropped out because they didn't want to have anything to do with a Marxist Leninist communist uh, type of violent organization. And there's one of the founders right now, it's being shared all over social media where he's saying, I, I had to quit because this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I tried to start when I started mm -hmm. this Black Lives Matter movement. What's the correlation between those two? So if he started both, I mean, how are they, are they designed to play with each other or play against each other, off of each other? Well, this is this is just bad strategy on the half of behalf of the deep state. So, you know, George Soros did not start either of these organizations, but he funds them. Mm. And so uh, he has an influence. Of course, anyone who gives you millions of dollars, they have an influence over you. Um, but it's, this is where the mainstream media's narrative just falls apart. And it just, it's laughable because, you know, they, they first, they say, these are peaceful protests. You have the CNN anchor, like giving the news, I'm here at the peaceful protest and there's a car burning behind him. <laughs> and so it's awful. They, they risk because they can't call them rioters because once they call them rioters, then they're admitting that these are uh, revolutionaries that could hurt people. So they're trying to keep this narrative that this is some kind of grassroots people's movement. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have a lot of black people who are on the scene in Minneapolis and they were, and some of them were peaceful and some of them were violent and they were all supposedly there because of the George Floyd murder. And so then there were these white people who showed up, just start trying to blow things up like the police station and, and loot the stores. Like why are there like 20 year old white kids here trying to cause havoc and chaos? Do, mm -hmm. Are they really there for George Floyd? And so 
then they started doing this whole uh, uh, narrative in the mainstream news that only the bad, the only bad people who are at these protests are white supremacists. But why would a white supremacist be be protesting George Floyd's murder? Why? <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. So there's the cognitive dissonance. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I have a couple questions for you, but one at a time. Okay. So Trump put in executive orders when he first started, when he was first elected about anyone that was caught child trafficking, all of their assets would be seized. How come his assets frozen. are not? Yes. Do you mean George Soros? Yeah. Frozen. 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 Uh, and, and then I guess potentially seized, but, but you have to prosecute someone before you, you actually seize the, the, the property. Um, so uh, are you saying George Soros, why hasn't he been uh, held accountable yet? Exactly. Yeah. Why, why is all his money still flowing freely? We'd like to share a story. While it may sound fictional, it's very real and happening right now in front of our very eyes. It's called The Great Awakening. Our sisters and brothers that come on Spiritually Raw are doing everything to help expand global consciousness, and in many cases, putting everything on the line to share their messages about what's happening around the world for the greater good of humanity, while exposing the truth of the deep state and the dark forces behind it all. We are living in the most unbelievable times. Some may even say biblical, scary for many and yet exhilarating for others. Together we are taking part in getting everyone acclimated to the great awakening process and the exciting new discoveries that lie ahead. The sad part is many of our amazing guests are being heavily censored, socially shamed and outright banned on many platforms for exposing the truth and piercing the veil. By becoming a viewer, you bring your powerful energy towards this global movement of other truth seekers. If you're resonating with our show, please let us know by hitting the like button, sharing, subscribing, turn on the notification, and leave some comments. We would also like to invite you to become a patron and connect with a global movement of others in search of the truth and receive members-only exclusive content in our private Facebook community. Patreon serves as a means to support Spiritually Raw's mission to wake up as many people worldwide and help them on their path to spiritual freedom, enlightenment, and global peace. Go to Patreon forward slash Spiritually Raw to join our private community now. Together, we will turn the universal key to global harmony and create a unified world. And remember, tune in often, tell all your friends, and most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Thanks and God bless patriots worldwide.